Now it's time for Rod and Real Radio with your hosts, Hopalong John Cassidy, fresh and saltwater expert angler Stan Vanderberg, and all-around outdoors fishing and hunting enthusiast Wendy Toshihara. If you love the outdoors, enjoy salt or freshwater fishing, this is the show for you. We'll cover most all of the fishing tournaments and events with special reports while providing you with the information you need as to how and where to experience the best fishing opportunities in Southern California, Baja, Alaska, or just about anywhere the fish are biting. Rod and Reel Radio brought to you by El Cajon Ford at Broadway and Main or online at ElCajonFord.com. Whether it's time for a new or used car or truck or you need to take advantage of San Diego's best quick lane for service with genuine Ford parts, brand name tires at competitive prices, remember nobody beats El Cajon Ford. We have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening, so sit back, relax, and get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. It's all right here, right now, on Rod and Reel Radio, the best stop on your radio. Radio dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all over the United States. Now here's your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. Well, Mark Larson, thank you in Southern California. Welcome again to another edition of Rod and Reel Radio. I am your underfished host, Hop Along, John Cassidy, and it is a pleasure to greet you to this evening's show. I think we've got a great show lined up for you tonight. Hey, let me tell you a little bit about the guest we have lined up. First of all, from uh, the Big Bear Municipal Water District, he's the lake manager of Big Bear Lake. They've got some big plans for this lake, especially when it comes to fishing. We're going to talk about that. Mike Stevenson's going to be with us. And then also coming up with Mike is the executive director for the Big Bear uh, uh, Visitors Bureau, Mike Perry. So we're going to have them coming on up. And then later on in the show, our largest trade show of the season, if you're a fishing tackle dealer, is going to be happening next week in Orlando, Florida. And we've got Glenn Hughes. He's the vice president of industrial relations for the American Sports Fishing Association, the ASA. They're the people putting this on. These, This show is going to determine what you purchase in the end of 2017 and 2018. It's an important show. Most of the dealers that you deal with throughout Southern California will be at this show to view the new products. Also, Rod and Reel Radio will be there, and hopefully we'll get some interviews, not only with the manufacturers, but some of the pros that are representing these products. So we got a great show lined up for you tonight. Also, Stan Vandenberg's just back from Goose Lodge, and he's going to... Be with us and tell us how that trip went. So it's a great show. And with me live, too, in the palatial Angler's Arsenal Studios is Captain Ron Baker. Captain Ron, how are you doing? I feel good to be back. <laughs> I, love, I love coming here. It's too much fun. <laughs> Captain Ron, his big kids tournament on Crystal Pier is going to be here. So he's going to tell us about that. He's going to monitor the show, too. He'll be with us for the entire two hours. But let me introduce to you all, to the co-host of Ron Real Radio. He is a voice behind 1-800-BASSBOAT and a pretty darn good angler in his own right, both freshwater and saltwater. Mr. Stan Vandenberg. Stan, how you doing, guy? I'm doing well. Good evening, everybody. Ronnie, welcome back, buddy. Yeah, I've, I've been kind of under the weather. You know, I got in that accident. I was off the boat for a year, and I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm doing good, and I'm just kind of moving on. Just, boy. That's good. what you need to do. Hey, Stan, and I know we're going to spend some time with you 
And you're going to bring on uh, Shay McVie with you, too, to talk a little bit about your trips to Goose Lodge. I bet you it was epic. It was pretty much the big adventure. That's why I was going to get Shay on there, because he was just wowed. It's just Alaska's magic, so we'll talk a little later about that. <laughs> All right. Hey, let's get to our first uh, guest. Uh, you know, uh, uh, several weeks ago, uh, I saw a story about Big Bear Lake and how it's planning to start hatching its own trout again. And I thought, let's get a hold of these people and find out exactly what the plan is, because Big Bear Lake, it's, it's only an hour and a half away from us. If that, it's a great place to go. Also, we have with us the executive director for the, uh, the Visitors Bureau of Big Bear Lake. So let's welcome our first two guests. First of all, we have Michael Stevenson. He is the... Big Bear Lake director for the uh, Municipal Water District there at Big Bear Lake. And, Mike, welcome to the show. Thanks, John. I appreciate it. And then thanks for the promotion. I'm actually the uh, general manager. I wish I was the lake director. I'd have a little more control around here. Hold well, on, Well, you know, man. we're trying to get that done for you. Last minute. Uh, here, I'm Good. scratching out right money, now. About it. <laughs> hey, and I think we have also the executive director of the Big Bear Visitors Bureau. He's with us, too. Michael Perry. Michael, are you with us? Yes, I am. Glad to be here and happy to be on the show with Mike. Uh, we got two great mics from Big Bear today. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, hey, guys, during this interview, Michael Stevens, I will refer to you as Mike, and Michael Perry, I will refer to you as, as Michael. So when you guys come on and if you, during the interview so we know who's who because... Uh, the only guy that sounds different on this whole station is me. Everybody else sounds the same. <laughs> so, Fair enough. Hey, uh, first of all, Mike, as uh, working with the uh, Municipal Water District up there for Big Bear Lake, I saw this article about fishing at Big Bear Lake, and I, I wanted you to come on to tell us what the plans were. But also, if you could, you know, we live in a very arid area here in Southern California. There are very few lakes, hardly any of them natural. I was wondering if you might be able to just give us a brief history on how Big Bear Lake got there. Oh, you, you bet. Actually, it was, uh, it was created, the, the dam was originally built for irrigation uh, down the hill, and in 1964, the, the folks in the valley were tired of the lake being drained for that, for that purpose. So they created the special district, which is the Big Bear Municipal Water District, which is where uh, I'm the general manager of, and, and we are in charge. Our mission statement is to stabilize the lake level for recreation and wildlife. So we've been here since 1909 was the original dam, and then they raised it in 1912, and it's actually a reservoir, uh, not a natural lake, obviously, because we have a dam. And it's about uh, seven and a half miles long. It's 3,000 surface acres, and uh, the maximum depth is 72 feet, and the average is about 32 feet. Where does uh, Big Bear Lake get its water from? Is it all runoff, or is it natural spring-fed, or a combination of both, Mike? 100% uh, runoff. And we have a 72-square-mile watershed, and we only get uh, water in the lake uh, from rain and snow in the valley. Well, you know, obviously, Southern California was in the drought period for um, you know, almost seven years here. We've had an exceptional wet period here for the last 12 months or so. Has that helped the level of the lake at all? Quite a bit, actually. We're about 14 and a half inches greater than we were at this point last year. 
it's, it's kind of deceiving because you look at Folsom and, and Shasta and all those other folks up north that are you know actually releasing water still as we speak. Uh, we didn't get quite the amount of precip down here. Uh, we got about 11 inches greater than average precip in the valley. So we're about, like I said, a little over 13 inches greater today uh, than we were at this point last year. So we'll take it. It was uh, better than the other route because we were going down uh, fairly quickly. Wow. Well, tell us a little bit about now the history of fishing and the fish that are actually in Big Bear Lake, the fishing opportunities that those of us that are coming up on here from the L.A. area or coming on over from Las Vegas or down from the south that they can see at Big Bear Lake. You got it. Our warm water species is, is still thriving pretty well. You know, we have channel cat, bluegill, uh, small and largemouth bass. The smallmouth we actually imported from um, Lake Shaver. We went up there and actually fished them and brought them in here, and th- they're doing very, very well. Um, and our, uh, our trout fishery is kind of a put-and-grow. It used to be called put-and-take, but apparently people like it better if we call it a put-and-grow. Um, it's, been, it's been a little struggling a little bit, and this is kind of the topic of the day. Uh, fish and wildlife, their hatcheries, it costs them about twice as much to make the fish because they have to make triploid, you know, sterile fish um, that they're stocking. And so the, the budget's cut, the budgets are cut for each one of the hatcheries, plus uh, the cost for growing them has doubled. And that's the reason why the district is trying to take uh, control or destiny in their own hands, so to speak, so we, we can actually put fish in whenever we uh, feel like it, quite frankly. Well, before we get to that, uh, obviously, were you depending solely on fish from the California Department of Wildlife uh, because obviously there are other sources outside of the state that I know a lot of our lakes here in Southern California use. Or sure. was, was there something with regards to environmental uh, uh, interest or, or issues that uh, you were using uh, the uh, trout from the California Department of Fish and Wildlife? Well, no, we were actually purchasing some of our own. Uh, matter of fact, Michael on the other line, is the, their, their uh, agency has been very generous in, in giving money in our direction. We spent about $100,000 on stocking, typically before a tournament. Um, but the, the void was created when, when Fish and Wildlife averaged about 127,000 pounds of fish for years. And uh, that got reduced by quite a bit. Matter of fact, this year to date, it's probably been about 12,000. But we've purchased fish from those folks that you're um, you're mentioning, and, you know, Lassen and Calaveras and all those folks that can produce those environmentally acceptable uh, triploid fish are the only sources that we have left if, as far as perching fish directly. All right. Now, well, now in light of all of this, uh, the uh, Big Bear Lake Municipal Water District has decided to take a little bit different course of action, and I think the thing I'm unclear with uh, with was, was there at one time a hatchery up there that was abandoned and now you are going to revitalize it, or is this a completely new program? Yeah, you're about 50% right. Um, there, there was a hatchery. It was actually monitored and run by the Department of Fish and Wildlife. We actually have a road named after it, Hatchery Road. That was abandoned back in the 30s. Um, the, the hatchery that we're considering building is actually a, a completely different facility uh, next to our office here uh, downtown where our RV park used to be, and um, it would be a completely different type of system. We're talking about our complete research system, and you you mentioned it earlier in a drought. um, A hatchery uses, it's a pretty consumptive use of water. However, um, 
the technology these days uh, can almost dial it into no consumptive use. You fill the system up once and push the button. Um, but there's a little uses with uh, when you're cleaning the drum filters and, and a little evaporation within the building. So we're, we're proposing uh, 97% recirculation uh, system, and, and it's, it's going to be the most sophisticated technology there is in the, in the nation, if not in the world. And it's very similar to uh, the one that the Hernandez Hatchery in, in Alaska that we visited. We're basically stealing their uh, genius idea and uh, trying to replicate it here in Southern California. That sounds pretty good. How big is your facility going to be? Uh, it's going to be it's going to be in a building. Um, they discovered during the study that our ambient air temperature has the most fluctuation of any place they've ever studied in in history, including Anchorage, Alaska, where their other their other facility is. So it's going to be an indoor building. The building's going to be 180 by 180, and it's on an acre and a quarter of land. So how many troughs or whatever raising? areas are going to have in that building? That's a good question. They basically, it, it'll be capable of taking six uh, tanks. The tanks are 32 feet wide, eight feet deep, and each one will create um, 25,000 pounds of biomass. And that that's a pretty tough question because you're, we're going to be releasing small fish, large fish, medium fish. So when you start talking about 25,000 pounds per tank of biomass, that could be, um, you know, a million three inches, or that could be, um, you know, twelve thousand five hundred one pounders, and you know the the math is is you have these fish in stages. So we're going to be raising all sizes of fish and stocking them in in different increments throughout the year, depending on the season. Mike, uh, Mike, uh, what is the timeline for getting this uh, facility uh, going and producing uh, these fish for Big Bear Lake? Well, if you want to talk to uh, Michael Perry on the other line or some of my board members yesterday, they were thinking we'd be complete. Uh, we haven't dug ground yet. However, we do have 30% design. We have uh, environmental about 70% complete. We had our first public scoping meeting um, Friday night here at the district as far as uh, a requirement for an EIR for such a project. And my best guess would be that we'll be making fish uh, a year from now. Wow, that's pretty and, good. Um, I'm feeling pretty confident. We're moving forward very fast. We have the the funds set aside. We have the facility available. We have the uh, smart people on board uh, to guide us through it. And we're just trying to you know dot all the I's and, and cross all the T's so we can get moving. Now, how about the brood stock? Is that something you're going to use from existing inventories that are in the lake, or is that something that you can actually go out and purchase and then uh, start from there? We're going to go even deeper on that, John. We're going to actually start from fertile eggs, and we're going to create our own brood stock, and we're going to create a little uh, outdoor kind of uh, native stream that we're going to keep our brood stock in, and then we will do eventually our own fertilizing here in the facility. But we're going to start with fertile eggs, and then we're going to move from there. We'll, we'll pick the select and the best, and um, we'll, we'll start doing that in a couple years down the road. But the fertile eggs are... Um, very easily uh, getting your hands on those. They're fairly inexpensive, and it's a really efficient way to start. So we're actually going to have an incubation system uh, on hand first before we even uh, get any fish in the in the facility. Yeah, well, Stan you and I, have, you can oh. have a large amount because you, know, you can get you know fifty million eggs pretty quick, and yeah. have as much as much fry as you want. Right, and that you know when I was when I was kind of talking about the biomass earlier, it's a little bit of a 
a, a difficult uh, thing to explain because the, the amount of big fish we raise is going to be fairly minimal. The amount of small fish that we put in the lake is going to be a, a huge number. But the, the best thing to know is that we can produce about 150,000 pounds of biomass annually. That's the, that's the full build-out. We're speaking with uh, Mike Stevenson. He is the uh, Big Bear Lake manager with the uh, uh, Big Bear Lake Municipal Water District. We're talking about the new hatchery that they're going to plan to build uh, there at Big Bear Lake. We're going to take a break right now, but when we come back, we're going to have Michael Perry with us. Michael is the executive director for the Big Bear uh, Lake Visitors Bureau. We're going to talk about uh, some of the opportunities that you have to fish there and maybe other reasons why you should be going to Big Bear Lake. But Mike and Michael, can you stay with us for another segment? You bet. I get paid by the minute, so I'll be here all night. <laughs> Someone gets paid around here? Stan, how'd that happen? Oh, I don't know. That's we negotiated that. It's a unique opportunity, isn't it? <laughs> hey, Stan... Myself, Michael, Michael, Captain Ron Baker, we're going to take a break right now, but stay tuned. You're listening to Rod Real Radio on AM 540 or at rodreelradio.com. We'll be right back after these messages. can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect, finally a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California. Boat California. Save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, H&M 619-222-1144, or visit their website at 
www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and to secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Hi, I'm Chad, designer and owner of Hookup Baits. Hookup Baits jigs are the most realistic and effective jigs ever developed. The realistic action and looks of these jigs catch everything from crappie and trout to yellowtail and tuna and everything in between. In fact, in the last year, I have only thrown hookup baits and have caught close to 100 different species of fish. These jigs are so versatile and easy to use with eight different sizes and colors to match the hatch wherever you fish. You can fish them on top, you can fish them on the bottom, fast, slow, and even troll them. You can find these great jigs for fresh and saltwater fishing at hookupbaits.com. 2015 and 16, Quantum Fishing's gone and done it again for you with the brand new redesigned Smoke PT Reel Series. Everything from your spinning reels all the way to your baitcasters, the PTA design has new PTXA frame, lighter, stronger, bone crushing drag, Quantum Fishing. We are performance tuned. Check them out at Angler's Arsenal in La Mesa or anglersarsenal.com or give us a call at 619-466-8355. It's a big deal, you know. I've always wanted to be on Rod and Real Radio Line. <laughs> I won the Bassmaster Classic. I did a, a McDonald's commercial, but now I know I've made it. I fulfilled my dream. <laughs> that is just absolutely awesome. Hey, uh, we want to welcome you back to Rod and Real Radio. Stan Vandenberg's here tonight. Wendy Toshihara is out fishing, and I neglected really? to mention that. She is uh, on the all-women's trip, and I believe it's oh, a secret yeah. trip. Yeah, and they're out there right now fishing, so she'll be back next week, I'm sure, to tell us all about what's happening. Gab, Captain Ron Baker here in the studio with us, and also our special guest tonight is uh, Mike Stevenson. He is the lake manager for Big Bear Lake, and he's with the Big Bear Municipal Water District. And then also with us is Michael Perry. He's the executive director for the Big Bear Visitors Bureau. And be- Michael Perry, before we go to you, Mike, Captain Ron Baker runs uh, one of the biggest all-kids fishing tournaments down here in San Diego, and he was having trouble getting trout, and he's got a little story for you. So, Captain Ron? Yeah. Well, and- we started, I, I run a tournament at Lake Poway. It's a, it's a put-and-grow. I like that better than put-and-take. That's a great That's great. A put-and-grow? Come on. Yes. It's great. So we were having trouble getting trout, and we didn't know what we were going to do. All these lakes are put-and-grow lakes around here, and there was, I don't know, whitewater closed, and we had problems. So we got a hold of a a hatchery in Nebraska, and we asked them if they could deliver, and they said, yeah, and the rest is kind of history. And uh, for for a while, all the little hatcheries, they had all those lightning trout, they had... All the different nicknames. I'm thinking right. you guys should come up with a nickname for your trout. This because... hatchery didn't have a name for their trout. No, I know. And Dave and I are sitting around. Oh, we need a name. We need a name. So we came up with the name of Tailwalkers. Tailwalkers. And, so... Yeah. And so... it just it just started. And it's like, I don't know. So, Mike, if you haven't thought about this, <laughs> Captain Ron has a suggestion. And, Captain Ron, your suggestion is? Give a sure. nickname. Put a name <laughs> on You know, people like that. People like that. You know, if you look, you know what, Stan? You look in Western Outdoor News now on all the lakes that are putting and growing. Yep. Probably presenting tailwalker trout, Nebraska tailwalker. Nebraska tailwalker. And people like that. Oh, that's a beautiful Nebraska tailwalker. So 
I don't know. Just Mike, if you haven't done that, can you put that down on your list of things to do, come up with a nickname? <laughs> That's it. We, we actually had one. Michael Perry and I came it up came up with it together. We thought it was pretty genius, but it's not near as cool as the tailwalker. We were just well, going to call him Mike Strout. We thought it was important. Mike Strout. So, uh, but the tailwalker thing seems to have a bigger, bigger of a catch. Yeah. You, you know what, Mike? I was I go up to the, the lake when the hatchery truck comes. He comes. He first came with a little flatbed and one tank. Now he comes out west three times a week with a big semi because he takes care of all these lakes. And I got me so proud when I looked up and says, another load of Nebraska tailwalkers <laughs> right on the side of this big semi. And you know what, Stan? I started thinking, like, can you guys feel me? You feel me, man? Yeah, you feel me. Mike, uh, let's hope you get your hatchery going and uh, we'll uh, be like that when you guys are in full force. But, hey, let's bring uh, a Michael Perry aboard because he's the executive director for the Visitors Bureau there at Big Bear Lake. And, and Michael, it sounds like a lot of what's happening with this uh, hatchery project and or fish being stocked into Big Bear Lake can't be happening without your group. Well, yeah, as Mike said, uh, we've contributed, gosh, I think $60,000 this year to uh, plant fish in there, and we're going to be part of funding for his uh, hatchery also. We're looking at uh, making the hatchery actually a visitor's attraction where families, children, couples, whatever, will be able to tour the hatchery and see exactly what Mike Stevenson's doing there to grow fish, and then they can go out on the lake and catch those fish. And so we're excited about that as a uh, as a visitor's attraction. Well, Mike, as as a destination spot, I am presuming that there are campgrounds and marinas uh, all uh, around Big Bear Lake, where where visitors from Southern California or up north or uh, you know, from Nevada can can come and visit you and, and partake in uh, uh, water activities uh, there on Big Bear Lake. Absolutely. We've got uh, marinas all around where you could either rent a boat or launch your own boat. Um, we've got campgrounds. We've got uh, cabins, a lot of cabins. Um, we've got uh, everything from condos to bed and breakfast to private home rentals. So um, whatever you need lodging-wise, uh, let me give you the bigbear.com. That's where you go, bigbear.com. Uh, no commissions. It's guaranteed to be the lowest price for lodging in Big Bear. Uh, and then you can also find out what, what there is to do in the evenings and other attractions uh, in Big Bear. Well, uh, Mike, uh, if, if a family wants to come uh, to Big Bear Lake and let's say Dad and the kids, uh, they want to get a boat and they want to fish out on Big Bear Lake and go after the trout and smallmouth and largemouth bass. Mom may not really be into that, but, you know, she doesn't want to be staying in a hotel room. What are some of the other attractions of Big Bear Lake that, you know, that people that are non-fishermen might be interested in? Well, we've got uh, shopping in the village for moms, which they love. Um, and then for kids and stuff like that, uh, our resort, our ski resort in the summertime has uh, mountain biking as well as uh, zip line, uh, bungee, uh, where the kids bounce up and down on the bungee trampoline and things like that. So uh, the resort is a good place to go to get started. Um, the lift, the ski lift that takes you to the top for skiing in the winter will take you up to the top in the summer where then you can look out over the valley. Uh, they've got a little uh, barbecue place up there where you can eat and hang out. Um, and then if you're into mountain biking, then from there you just ride the bike on back down to the bottom of the lift, and uh, they'll take you and your bike back up again. You can do that all day. 
Um, well, so, so there's a lot of activities uh, at the ski resort in the summertime. And then when it comes to lodging, too, if, you know, my, my idea of camping is finding myself a nice hotel with a swimming pool, <laughs> a jacuzzi, yeah, yeah. great restaurant. That's, that's my f- kind of camping right now. Do you offer that type of camping, too, in Big Bear? Absolutely. We've got a, a Holiday Inn. It's called the Lodge at Holiday Inn, heated swimming pool, restaurant, the whole thing. We've got a Best Western. And then we've got a bunch of restaurants right on what's called Village Drive downtown, Village Drive and Pine Knot. A uh, ton of restaurants and bars there to go in and uh, relax. And after you've been fishing all day, you get cleaned up, and then you go in there. Yeah. Well, Plus, you've got a lot of great guides that work on there. I know Kurt Dills is one of them, and several others that, that if somebody wants to go out and instead of guessing and go catching, they can hire a guide. Absolutely, absolutely. We've got uh, three or four different guides that are professional guides. They're on Big Bear Lake. That's their home. And so if you want to absolutely catch fish, then they're the, they're the best way to go. Go out and spend even, you know, half a day with them, and uh, you're going to come back with some trout and some bass. You know, when you, go, when you go up to a lake like that, it doesn't necessarily have to be the fast lane. It's just a good place to get away. Oh, yeah. Slow down. Have some fun. You know? Well, what, what I, what's crazy about the place is from, you know, Los Angeles, what, what are you, uh, 90 minutes away, maybe two hours away at the most? Yeah, we're, we're anywhere from, uh, you know, Orange County, Inland Empire, and then Los Angeles. You're talking an hour and a half, two hours to get to Big Bear. Um, and then, you know, it's the, we, like we say, our, our, uh, our logo is uh, we're cooler up here. Today I'm looking at the thermometer right now. It's 74 degrees outside today. Nice. nice. Very nice. You know, now, uh, Michael, uh, uh, obviously it's summertime, and... A lot of the cities like uh, yours have special events. Are there upcoming special events that maybe would be on BigBear.com that uh, we should tell our listeners about that maybe if they want a target coming on up there in in late July, August, September that they should know about? Absolutely. Uh, We've just had our 4th of July fireworks, and uh, I want to mention that because we're one of the top five fireworks in the whole state of California. So if you, ever get a, if you ever get a chance, come on up for the fireworks and the fishing. It's a great time. We also have a concert series up here called Music in the Mountains, um, which is at the Discovery Center. It's a forest service venue. It's outdoors. They, they have like 800 people that can be seated there. It's awesome. They have tribute bands. We also have a, a venue called The Cave right downtown where they have tribute bands also. They have Led Zeppelin this uh, uh, July 15th, which is this Saturday. Uh, Led Zeppelin tribute band is there. They've got the Red Hot Chili Pepper tribute band the week after that. Um, we've got a, a convention center here. And on the uh, 21st and 22nd, they're having a Western uh, family fun uh, time called Spirit of the West. And they've got live bands, they've got uh, cowboy-type stuff, and uh, a brew fest there also. So there's a lot of nighttime activities. You know, if you've been fishing, you get cleaned up. There's a lot of stuff you can do at night here in Big Bear. Now, uh, Michael, you have a family or uh, just like people that are interested in getting away from uh, uh, wherever it is they live. They've never been to Big Bear. Take us through the steps that you recommend that they take in order to find, to have an experience in Big Bear and, and feel comfortable doing so? 
Sure, absolutely. I mean, the first step is always to go on BigBear.com. Uh, we've got uh, places to stay there, things to do, where to eat. We've got travel tools right across the top there where you can find out uh, what's happening. Uh, we've got a visitor's guide you can get electronically uh, right on the website uh, and pull that down and take a look at the visitor's guide. Um, and uh, we've got an events calendar where you can look and see, gee, you know, we could go a couple of different weekends, but let's look at the events calendar and find out what's going on on those weekends, and maybe that helps you make your choice on which weekend to come up. We also have um, a visitor center that is staffed uh, 9 to 5 every day, 7 days a week, and you can give them a call um, on our 800 number if you want to uh, actually talk to somebody, and, and they really know um, they know Big Bear front and back. So the 800 number is right on the website there. Give those folks a call 9 to 5, 7 days a week, and they can help you out. You know, uh, guys, uh, a couple of weeks ago we had the mayor of a small city in Tennessee, uh, uh, Dayton, Tennessee, that the uh, town was uh, really going through an economic depression. And the mayor came up and he said, you know, we're right by a major lake, it's Chickamauga, let's start promoting fishing for our town. And in a period of about three years, they have turned the economy of the town around. They have built more hotels. They have built more restaurants, more facilities. They now have a constant flow of people in and out there coming to their town because of the great fishing opportunity that is available now out of Dayton, Tennessee. Uh, I can imagine that you're hoping something like this might happen with Big Bear Lake with the introduction of this hatchery and uh, you know, more fish in the lake, I would imagine? Well, it's interesting because uh, CBS News had that story on back on, I have it in front of me, June 19th here. We happened to run across that, and we have uh, circulated that to our board members at the Visitors Bureau, and they're saying absolutely. That is exactly what they're looking at. Mike Stevenson doing with his hatchery uh, is making us the number one fishing spot in uh, California, at least Southern California. That'll be great. Now, hey, uh, Michael Stevens, uh, if I can ask you, uh, we know that the uh, California Department of Fish Life is having a lot of problems with the hatcheries, whether it be in environmental, financial, or anything else like that. Once you get your operation going, do you think it'll be running at a level that you might be able to share the wealth with these fish with maybe some of your other neighbors around in the area? You know, I was kind of hoping you wouldn't answer that question or ask that question so I didn't have to answer it. Um, the idea is that we could double our capacity uh, or to full build-out. We'd, we'd have the opportunity to supply um, about the same amount of fish outside of what the lake would need to be able to literally walk across them. And even, you know, even Michael Perry could catch a fish. It's going to be so good oh up here. Oh, my gosh. And, um, but uh, the idea from our, our uh, elected officials is that you know, we aren't necessarily here uh, to be in a, a commercial uh, enterprise or to try to compete with other folks that are trying to do so. However, the void for for Rainbow Trout in Southern California is so large, we are seeking partners as we speak. And, and to be honest with you, one of the partners that we're discussing this with right now is actually Fish and Wildlife themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, great. My, uh, Michael Perry, do you anticipate the, that this is going to be uh, a, a project that's going to be able to pay off for itself and self-sustaining, uh, 
or is this going to be another expense that Big Bear Lake is going to incur as part of their promotion to uh, uh, bring positive news and more visitors uh, uh, to your area? I'd say both. Like Mike said before, when you were 50% right, I'd say uh, both is going to happen. We, we see it as an investment in tourism um, for the hatchery and the education, getting families up here. Um, and then we see it as, like Mike said, uh, eventually I think we'll be able to help other lakes um, have their own Mike's Trout, as we call it. We've got Mike's <laughs> Trout and Mike's Trout. Um, you'll be able to catch Mike's Trout uh, all around Southern California. <laughs> all right. Well, Michael Perry, Michael Stevenson, we are excited to hear about what you're doing at Big Bear Lake. What a great destination spot, well, even without you doing to come to, but bringing more fishing opportunities, which we are always interested in, more family-oriented activities. Uh, man, this is going to be exciting. Uh, Please let us contact you from time to time to see how you're going and how the project's going. And I can't thank you enough for taking some of your Sunday night to be with us. Well, John, nice work. Thank you for having us. Yeah, and Mike you know, Perry, you can call him Eminem Trout. Oh. Yeah, Eminem. Eminem, I like it. I already see we're going to have a uh, name the trout contest coming up here. Oh, that sounds good, it. Mike Capelli. Like before Eminem. you leave, uh, <laughs> people want to find out more about Big Bear Lake. Give, uh, give us that uh, location they can go to. Okay, go to bigbear.com and uh, and it's got the one eight one eight hundred number right there. So all you have to remember bigbear.com. All right, guys, thanks a lot for being with us. Enjoyed speaking with you. Great project, and uh, we look forward to keeping up with what you're doing into the future here. Thank you. Great. Thanks, hey, Stan, John. what's yeah. the old saying? Teach your kid to fish. You don't have to fish for your kid? Yep. Remember that, <laughs> Remember that call that guy said that that night? Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, hey, guys, we ran a little bit over time, uh, but we're going to take a break right now. Coming up next, Stan is going to talk about his adventure up at Goose Lodge, and I think he's going to be Shay McPhee on with him. So stay tuned. There's still a lot more Rod and Reel Radio to come after these messages. Are you ready to sell your current boat and upgrade in preparation for the 2017 fishing season? It's sure to be one for the bucks. I'm Zach Zorn and a broker for Kessler Yachts located in San Diego. As one of the largest and most reputable brokerages on the West Coast, I can ensure that your boat will be sold in a timely manner or that your dream boat will be found. If you want to sell your boat or looking to purchase one, call Zach Zorn at Kessler Yachts, 760-815-8866 so that your name can be added to our long list of satisfied buyers and sellers. That's Zach Zorn, 760-815-8866. Angler's Arsenal is the serious angler's first choice for hand-poured plastics, McCoy line, Spro products, Gamakatsu hooks, G. Loomis fishing rods, Shimano products, Ovid reels, and just about anything you hear advertised on Rod and Reel Radio. Go to anglersarsenal.com and visit our online tackle store. See the huge selection of Western Plastics hand-poured baits, all at anglersarsenal.com. Angler's Arsenal Tackle Store is conveniently located in La Mesa, just off Interstate 8. Give us a call at 1-800-428-8730. If you're serious about your fishing, choosing the right tackle is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. Iserline makes premium fishing lines including monofilament, Dacron, Spectra, fluorocarbon, battle-tested harnesses, and top angler-tested Iserline tools and accessories. Iserline premium fishing products are created to provide you with the ultimate in strength, dependability, durability, high abrasion resistance, low stretch, and high quality. 
All Isoline products are 100% guaranteed against manufacturing defects. You just can't buy better value. Isoline will replace or repair at their option. No questions asked if you're not pleased with any of their product. Catch what you've been missing. Quality guaranteed. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ringed hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Don't you just love California in the summer? Just remember, if you love California and you love to boat, please wear your life jacket and make sure the people you love wear one too. Love California, boat California, save California. Share the love at BoatCalifornia.com. This portion of Rod and Reel Radio is brought to you by the Rockley's Fish Release System. Now you can quickly and easily release fish suffering from barotrauma back to the depths they were caught. Look or ask for the Rockley's at your local fishing tackle dealer. Hey, we do want to welcome you back to Rod and Reel Radio. I am your host, Hop Along John Cassidy. Stan Vandenberg's with us tonight. Our in-studio guest is Captain Ron Baker. Well, I had a chance to go up to Alaska at the beginning of uh, June. Had a great trip up there. Stan just came back from uh, an annual trip almost that he makes up to Goose Lodge, a little further north in Alaska. And Stan is here to tell us a little bit about how it came off. Stan, you want to take over? Sure. I mean, I have, I absolutely love going up there. So does my wife. Um, and you'd think, you know, well, you're going to go up there and it can be, we are not in the fanciest place and we're not going to the fanciest places because the Goose Lodge is more like going to your Uncle Norm's cabin. <laughs> you're okay. you're going to go to a big, big cabin up there. In a remote area, you fly into Anchorage. You stay overnight in Anchorage. We we always go and have halibut and chips at a place called the Millennium, and and watch the float planes come in on Lake Hood, which is about twenty feet from their their patio. And um, and the next morning, you fly out on Lake Clark Air, out of uh, Merrill Field. It's just kind of like Van Nuys Airport. That's a small airport, but all of the planes that that do the it's kind of like a milk run in Alaska. The small planes that go out and go to all these different little landing strips around Alaska and drop off stuff and pick up people and move them from one spot to the other and bring new people in and take old, the, some of the people out. It's it's quite an operation. It's kind of fun. And so you get up and you, we we get to uh, uh, Merrill Field in the Lake Clark Air about six forty-five in the morning and. They take in, everybody gets their gear weighed, and you get on the smaller aircraft, a twin engine, and they fly you about halfway out across Alaska and then turn right and go over the mountain peaks and over the glaciers and and into the more open area of Alaska and land you next to Lake Iliamna, which is the largest lake in Alaska, on a little dirt strip that's there. They've got a Quonset hut and uh, an air sock and a a two-seater bathroom with a Blue tarp for a door. <laughs> oh my all. gosh! That's that's what's there. Uh, they turn the plane around. They throw your gear out onto the dirt and say, "See you later." And they fly out. So then, a few minutes later, usually they're on time. And Marty Guth and and uh, his son or his family will come and pick you up and drive you about a 
it's about a half mile down to the lake, and they've got a about a 25-foot jet boat that's um, covered on the top. That with, you throw your gear in and negotiate through the islands and go across through the north end of the lake, and about a quarter mile up the river is Goose Lodge, which is a large white two-story job, and it's got, I think, 12, it sleeps 12 easily. There's uh, six or, or better rooms that have two beds and a bath in each one, and, uh, and it's uh, a family type operation where it's just like you you went up to your family's cabin everybody they they all the meals are everybody eats together um and they've got a downstairs living area and an upsize uh, upstairs area that's a large kind of like a party room um big big windows that overlook the iliamna river which is right in front of the lodge and they've got two smaller or three smaller uh flat bottom jet boats that they run up the river with to uh, fish uh, the Iliamna River, which is famous for uh, Arctic char and rainbow trout, and all your, the, the reds and everything else runs up the river, too. And, and given the time of year that you're there, they were not quite, we were one day ahead of the reds um, yes. as we left. But that doesn't bother you because behind their lodge, they've got uh, an airstrip that they built. Every, they built everything by hand. The family is amazing up there. It's like going to MacGyver's cabin more than anything else. But... Uh, They've got two aircraft. One's got float uh, float plane, and the other one's got tundra tires on. And we just happened to utilize the one with the tundra tires. But we ended up getting there. You you fly in from Anchorage. They put you into the place and said, "Welcome. That's your room on that side. That's your room on that side. And that's your room over there. Stow your gear. Grab your waders and your wading boots, and bring them out here. And put your if you brought a fly rod, which I I happen to bring a." fly rods and the wife does too and you don't need that because they've got them there or they've got a bunch of spinning rods but Shay McEntee and uh, Jim Terran came with us and uh, from Soaked on Fishing and they aren't fly fishermen so they just use the fly rods, I mean the spinning rods which is fine but they just said you know as soon as you're there build yourself a, a sack lunch put it in the, they give you the bag and waters and sodas whatever you want and, and go put on your waders and your, your rain gear and now I got I, I told them you only want Sims because <laughs> it works the best. It's waterproof and it breathes and it wicks the water away. So we all had Sims waders and, and jackets, and uh, they did a good job of taking care of uh, Shay and the guys there. So we end up, as soon as you get there, noon you're, or 11 o'clock, you're running up the river in, in a jet boat. And and as you're going up the river, maybe you'll, you'll drive for an hour or two for an hour and some change just going up the river. And uh, it's like Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. You're going around rocks and around down trees and over the tops of down trees and uh, just making that turns. And as you get up to these places, there's no other footprints but yours when you get out and a bear or moose or whatever's been local by there. But you're catching Arctic char, which is just a, a large brook trout is what you're catching. Uh, before they turn their colors to spawn in, the, in September and the end of the season here. But they're bright green and silver with pink dots on them or white dots on them and white trims on the fin. And they fight like they got a row of teeth, and they fight like big brown trout. They don't jump much. They just bulldog in the river. But we, my quest was to catch a, a rainbow trout 30 inches long. And I, I've had them on twice before and uh, didn't get them. And this, 
this was the thing. We were either going to catch him in the Ileana River or we're going to fly out to the far west end of Alaska. There's a river called the Quechek, and it's known for its world record-sized rainbow trout there. And then right next to that is the, the Nushagak River, which is where all the king, the biggest king salmon run is. And I knew that was on the agenda. So we fished the first day, took these guys up the river, and they could not believe, well, I mean, never the, the nature there, you've got bald eagles. We had bears right in the front yard. Mm. Uh, and on every other kind of critter was running around there. But we just had a great time. They, they were just wowed by the expanse of it all. I mean, you can't help it if you're in Alaska. There's miles and miles of miles and miles there. But we had that Arctic char. The first one I got was 27 inches long, not quite 30. Um, and probably weighed six pounds or better on a fly rod in the river, that puts up quite the tussle because as soon as they go sideways, they just start pulling and going downstream. But we had tons of fish between 20, I would say 21 and 22 inches to 28 inches, um, and that's, that's almost the norm uh, that we were catching on the river there. And the next, next day we took off and flew um, to... Uh, the Nushigak, and we spent a day and a half there catching king salmon up to um, between 35 and 40 pounds. Um, they have a king salmon camp there on the river about, uh, I'd say it's probably 20 miles inland from Bristol Bay on the Nushigak. So you spend a, a, a day or two there uh, floating and back. You, you, they use a spinning glow, which is a kind of a, a foam Looks like, you know, I don't know, it's a foam, foam cork with some fins on it that spins, and they paint them different colors, and, and it's got a, a, the line goes through it and hook out the back end with a, a loop on it so you can put your skein of eggs on there because they use real salmon eggs that they've, they've uh, boraxed up and, and ready to go, so they have that milking action while they just back troll and, and bottom bounce along the way there. Um, you catch the your two salmon a day to take home, um, and uh, it, it, depending on the season, it can be one salmon a day, but you can catch as many as you want. And they had, the day before we got there, they had 8,000 fish come through the counter, so we knew that we were, <laughs> we were going to fight while we are there. Um, had, had real fun with that, and the, the real adventure on that is Marty's plane has those really big, giant rubber tires on it that they can land on tundra and behind right behind the the shack where he uh, or his king camp he has a, a tundra runway which just means it's just it's a strip of <laughs> cleared area they don't have any trees on it and you just go come in and bounce all over the tundra until you stop <laughs> which is an adventure in itself so uh, the, the guys from Stoked on Fishing were just blown away at how fun that was. They got their biggest salmon that they've ever caught and caught uh, two each on, on the one uh, on the trip and so they could bring that home. And then we get back and we had a choice of did we want to go halibut fishing because they've got a boat that you can go out halibut fishing with or did we want to maybe fly out to the Quechek and try the 30-inch rainbows. And everybody decided who needs the Quechek? <laughs> we'll go back up just further up the river and go where, you know, the, the guys haven't gone before. And we spent another day and some change just coming back down, floating down the river, stopping in these different bends and walking into these little creeks that would come in off the side. 
and catching all kinds of rainbows and arctic char. And, I mean, sometimes it's a fisher cast. We we had hundred fish days up there where you just can't believe how fun it was. Where you're you're catching almost a fish cache. They're all a small one is three pounds. The bigger ones are six or seven or eight pounds. And and there's bigger ones that you can see that we that we unbuttoned because the big ones are pretty smart. But we had an absolute blast. Wow. Stan, it just sounds like it. And, and it sounds like even though you're in a very remote area, uh, you're in, in need for nothing going on up there. No, oh, no. The, the Goose, Goose Lodge is actually a pretty neat little place. It, and uh, they provide whatever your needs are. Yeah, you're in a remote area, but uh, you're not suffering with anything. I mean, when you go out to the King Camp, if you go out to the Nishigak, you'll see camps. And that's what they are all along the edge of the river from the different lodges because there's, you, there's no real lodges there. The, they actually had built a, a little house there, and then they've got these, like everybody else, these tent, uh, rounded top tents that they put up, and, and uh, each tent sleeps two or three or four people or something like that. Actually, they, each tent sleeps four people easily, and, uh, and they've got everything in there. They're all well lit and, and uh, whatever you need, they have there for yeah. you. So you're really not too far away from whatever you need, but you're definitely in an arena where you get to see wild Alaska, which is absolutely phenomenally beautiful, and the expanse is wowing. So if you ever get a chance, um, I think you and Wendy need to go. That's all I could think of. When I was up there, I go, well, Shane, oh, do I need wild. to go? Yeah, yeah I want to go, Stan. Always all right, yeah. Ronnie, you would have nothing but fun, buddy. I uh, know exactly how you like to catch the trout. Stan, we're just fish. about at the top of the hour break. If people want to form their own adventure, find out availability of schedules for going up to Goose Lodge, how can they go about doing it? Well, GooseLodge.com, you can get a hold of them direct that way. Um, and and the lodge, they have the phone number for the lodge proper. If you're not, if you could just, if you Google Goose, G-U-T-H-S, Goose Lodge, uh, they got the number for the lodge. They've got uh, the number for the home in Seldotna that gets transferred over. And you can talk to Marty Goose or his son uh, uh, or, or his wife there, Tammy. And Tammy's the cook for us all when, when you're running around there. So that works good. Bradley's the, his first son, but there's two other sons that work with him also. Uh, quite the family, and you will have an adventure that you won't soon forget, and you'll always want to go back. Cool. Sounds like a good trip. Hey, uh, Stan, we got to take a break right now. Hey, coming up in the second hour, we're going to have Glenn Hughes. He is with the American Sports Fishing Association. We're going to be talking to Glenn. He is in Orlando, Florida right now. He is preparing for the largest fishing tackle show probably in the world. We call it the ICAST show. We're going to find out not only about the show, but what the American Sports Fishing Association does. But we've got to take a break right now. Captain Ron, Stan, and myself, we'll be back. We'll be back. After these messages. Good. 
You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect, finally a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California. Boat California. Save California. Share the love at BoatCalifornia.com. Are you looking for a quality fishing experience out of Cabo San Lucas for you, your family, and friends, but are a bit set back with just what company to go with? Rod and Reel Radio urges you to try American and family-owned Land's End Charters. Land's End Charters offer their clients affordable and all-inclusive services on a variety of vessels and trips. Fish with their brand-name fishing gear while experiencing the hospitality of a family-run business with over 50 years of experience. Go to LandsEndCharters.com to see all the current vessels and amenities available and call Cabo Greg or Jenny directly at 800-281-5778 when you're ready to get fishing. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, H&M Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Quantum Fishing's got something for everybody. From the smallest angler to the oldest veteran, we can get you out there fishing with the greatest reels on the market today. From the all-new for 2016 Icon PT to the Tour Mag to the brand-new redesigned Smoke Reel, we've got something for everyone in your family. Have some fun. Take it, kid fishing. They're the future of our sport. Quantum, we are performance-tuned. You can get your Quantum products at anglersarsenal.com or anglersarsenal in the Mesa at 619-466-8355. Attention Rod and Reel Radio listeners, be sure to check out the Code Group mobile app. You can listen to the Rod and Reel Radio show live along with show archives without internet access. The Code Group app has all kinds of cool features for fishermen including daily Southern California saltwater reports, weather reports, episodes of inside sport fishing, marine traffic, and much more. Get the free Code Group mobile app by texting the word REEL, R-E-E-L, to 90407, or enter the words CODE GROUP in the App Store on your smartphone.
Hi, this is BSS record holder Dean Rojas. El Cajon Ford helped me when I got started in my career and let them help you with a new F-Series Ford truck. And remember, nobody beats El Cajon Ford. Hey, we do want to welcome Southern California back to Rod Real Radio. I am your host, Hopalong John Cassidy. With me tonight is my co-host, Stan Vandenberg, my special in-studio guest, Captain Ron Baker. And now it's time to go to Orlando, Florida. And why are we going to Orlando, Florida? Coming up this next week is the largest trade show in the fishing industry. I know in the country it could be anywhere in the world. We call it the ICAST show. It's run by the American Sports Fishing Association, the ASA. We have the Vice President of Industrial Relations with us. He's one of the guys that's in charge of keeping this whole thing together, Mr. Glenn Hughes. Glenn, welcome, and how are things in Orlando? Hello, John and Stan and Ron. Things are great. Can you hear me okay? We can hear you great, Glenn. Oh, man. We are excited. You guys Uh, are going to come east, I hope. I, we will uh, be there. I fly in uh, tomorrow night, and uh, I know that you have great weather. Uh, I've, I've seen the forecast. It's rained for the entire time we're there, and that makes for a good show. Well, you know, it, no, not everybody can live in San Diego, but uh, we, it's, I lived in Florida for 23 years, and, and uh, we, we have our moments. It's, the sun comes out most of the time. All right. Well, Glenn, first of all, I mentioned you as being with the American Sports Fishing Association, uh, the ASA. Would you please first, uh, our, our audience that may not be familiar with that organization, uh, tell us a little bit about them. Absolutely. So ASA is a, it's a trade organization for the fishing tackle industry and what we would call allied um, manufacturers or organizations. So all the rods, reels, lines, and lures, uh, are, are members of ours, as well as clothing companies and, and uh, sunglass companies and marine electronics. We've got some, uh, most of the outboard engine companies are now part of our organization, and all of them are, are brought together to, uh, you know, for more than 80 years to uh, try to protect our interests and ensure that we have uh, the opportunities to, to sell fishing product in the future. Well, I know that is a fact because I know the ASA when uh, the federal government was looking closely on banning lead in any types of fishing products and the states were beginning to to fall in line with that, uh, one of the groups that uh, uh, lobbied uh, our Congress to uh, keep this from happening was the ASA. So you represent the fishermen throughout all the United States in more ways than just uh, you know running fishing tackle shows. Oh, you got that right. It's uh, if, if we can't uh, support the anglers, then, then we don't have a business. And we say there's 47 million anglers uh, out there across the United States right now that fished at least once this past year. And we appreciate the support you guys have given to keep America fishing on your website and understand that the anglers have a voice in this, too, that it's not just about our industry. And, and we need them out there. We need them to go online, go to keepamericafishing.org and understand some of the, the battles that we face you guys have faced them out in California for sure, and uh, but we are we are doing a lot. We're having actually a very successful spring on on uh, making things happen from the Gulf of Mexico and adding a, a red snapper season in the federal waters to, uh, like you said, fighting back on the on the lead bans to uh, soft plastics. You got Prop sixty five out in California. We're spending a lot of time there, and we're actually going to have a seminar 
at ICAST regarding Prop 65 for all these manufacturers to understand how they can fight back. Explain to our audience what Prop 65 is for those people that may not be familiar with it. So uh, specifically in California, they, they've decided that there's somewhere in the neighborhood of 900 carcinogens that could impact any, any living human. And, uh, and so uh, you've got a lot of lawyers out in California that decided that if the, in this, in this sense, the fishing tackle manufacturer doesn't put a label on every single box that says that uh, they potentially contain a carcinogen that could cause, you know, health issues, then uh, these lawyers are out there trying to, to uh, get some money out of, of, of these companies to prevent them from, um, you know, if, if they haven't put the pop, proper label on that uh, product, that they can go after them. And, and in California, this is an issue right now. It's not an issue anywhere else in the country, but you guys are special. <laughs> Boy, are we ever. Uh, but you know what? You know, ASA is headquartered in Alexandria, Virginia, I believe. You guys are fairly close to the uh, Beltway over there. And, uh, you know, again, that's an alternative uh, reality kind of in its own way. <laughs> but uh, tell me. We can see this... the Capitol building from our office. Oh, the man. With this, change, so with this change of administrations, uh, uh, the politics aside, do you feel that there is a shift in the um, – uh, the way this administration is looking at on, on recreational fishermen and fishing and, and outdoors uh, activities compared to the way uh, the previous eight years had been. John, we are so excited about, right now about the way things are moving because of the appointments in the administration. When you think about the Secretary of Interior, Zinke, we've met with him. He's already been very supportive of, of some of the issues that we face. And, and the Secretary of the Interior is responsible for uh, U.S. Fish and Wildlife. Uh, and he's responsible for uh, National Park Service. He's responsible for uh, Bureau of Land Management. And so there's a lot of the property across the, across this country that, that he's making sure is available to fishing. You know, you go to the Secretary of Commerce, and, and that's Wilbur Ross, and he's got folks working for him that have been uh, very supportive for us. They, they, they're responsible for... NOAA and, and National Marine Fisheries. So they helped spearhead what we've got accomplished now in the Gulf of uh, Mexico, where we actually have a red snapper season. And uh, I could go on. We, we, you know, we've had success with uh, the NOAA Fisheries, where they've hired someone who was the, uh, uh, this uh, gentleman, is uh, Chris Oliver, who's a lifelong fisherman from Alaska, as opposed to I'll just say not a fisher woman in the past. Mm -hmm. uh, there, so there's opportunities here that, that we haven't had in the past, and the, and the relationships are, are growing, and, and we've, we've got a transition uh, plan in place for them to, to look at what needs to be done here in the near future. And, and I've got to give them a lot of credit. They're, they're moving. They're not uh, sitting around. They're, they're making things happen. Well, you know, uh, and be, before we get off the subject, because I know this was not something we were going to talk about, there's a lot of people that are believing that the sportsmen are going out there, they're raping the environment, commercial interests are coming along and, and just cleaning the place uh, clean and everything else like that. And we're not, we're not talking about that. We're talking about effectively managing resources so that we can take advantage of that bounty that this land has given us. Uh, yeah, of course, nothing could be farther from the truth in that regard, that, uh, that of course, 
Uh, we, we say hunter, hunters and, and anglers are con- conservationists, and there's no doubt we want to have sustainable fisheries so that we can go out and, and fish another day. Uh, maybe as important, if not more important, is that it's the angler and the manufacturer that is paying an excise tax, and we have been now for since 1950. Oh, yeah. And that money you've probably talked about with your crowd before is that uh, each each year there's a pot of money that's in the neighborhood of $600 million that gets redistributed to the 50 states, and that is excise tax and motorboat fuel uh, that is raised from the manufacturers and the anglers that goes back to the states to take care of conservation. So I can tell you, and I'm looking at the number right now, fiscal year 2017, the state of California gets $16,639, excuse me, $16,639,859, and that is all excise tax money going back to the state of California to, to support conservation efforts. Yeah, I think a lot of, you know, a lot of fishermen don't realize that uh, 10% of uh, the price that they pay on the wholesale level for every fishing product they buy, whether it's a hook, a rod, and a reel, fishing line, uh, whatever it is, goes to federal excise tax to support the exact thing that you talked about. So every every fisherman is contributing. That's right, as well as the fishing licenses. And California collects more money on fishing licenses than any other state. Uh, without that money, you, you really would have some uh, fisheries issues. I, I know that... Uh, it's expensive in California, for sure, um, well, but it, it does make a difference. Well, listen, be, be, we, we spent a little more time on this, but I think it was interesting and important. But every dealer in the country, every distributor, most of the manufacturers, their eyes are looking on Orlando, Florida right now. You are there. What is happening in Orlando, Florida that is creating this uh, interest that, uh, you know, I just mentioned. So, I, you know, John, I'm so excited, John. It's, uh, I've been coming to the show since 1989 uh, as, a, as a publisher and, and last three years working for the association. And so what we have is the largest fishing tackle show, not just in the country but in the world. I just got back from Budapest, uh, Hungary, last Sunday where they had the European fishing tackle show. 28 countries put a show together. It's a nice show. It's about a quarter of the size of, of ICAST, but uh, it's, it's just a different animal. When you consider we'll have uh, 580 exhibitors just on the ICAST side, we co-locate with the, the fly fishing industry, which has about 100 booths, and we also partner with the National Marine Manufacturers Association, which has an additional 30 booths. So we've created the largest show uh, regarding fishing in the world, and uh, we'll have about, uh, I'm going to estimate, in the neighborhood of 15,000 people here with us this week. And uh, we've got so much going on. It's, you don't have enough time tonight on the show, but from t- tomorrow we're still setting up. Uh, booths are being set up, and uh, we've got a lot of different functions going on. We've also included uh, the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. Uh, it's the same as the DNR for California. They're having their commission meeting here with us this week. And uh, they're going to they're going to have their whole commissioners uh, sitting with us as well and talking about increasing participation in fishing and how we can work together on conservation. But things really kick off Tuesday. I'm glad you're coming in tomorrow because you're going to have your hands full on Tuesday. Uh, we have some fun outside. You've got to get yourself involved with uh, one of the following events. We have a what we call the Bass and Birdies tournament. 
Florida Sportsman Magazine puts this on. It's a golf tournament where we also have four or five holes where you actually can fish. And while the other three in your scramble are out there golfing, you get a chance to catch fish during the course of the hole, and uh, every fish is, uh, is worth points off your, your total score. So that's fun. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I'm in too. It's, it's uh, you got to be at Shingle Creek by before seven a.m. on on uh, Tuesday morning. See if they still got room for you. Oh, we also man. have a uh, FLW puts on a, on a bass tournament about thirty minutes down the road in Lake Toho, same place where we've had uh, Bassmaster Classic in the past. And so these guys get together with uh, the media and manufacturers, and they'll be somewhere in the neighborhood of seventy or eighty boats out there. Uh, both events are raising money for Keep America Fishing, which is great. But on top of that, and, and, and probably uh, what I'm most excited about, is we have our on-the-water new product demo, de- uh, demo day. Mm-hmm. And uh, so right here by the convention center, we've set up where we'll have 40, 40 of the exhibitors. We'll have booths outside, and you have a chance to test products from rods, reels, lines, and lures to kayaks to some uh, different products. The media and the uh, the retailers have a chance to win a, a GoPro drone, and, and yes, there'll be free free beer for our visitors. <laughs> well, they're yeah. definitely coming in. Hey, hey Glenn, <laughs> we've got to take a commercial break right now. Uh, okay. I know uh, we're in a different time zone that uh, you have probably been uh, spread thin or where you are, but uh, can you spare a few more minutes to be with us? I'd love to. All right. Hey, we are speaking with Glenn Hughes. He is with the American Sports Fishing Association. He is now firmly ensconced in Orlando, Florida, where our big industry show is going to be taking place next week. Stan, Captain Ron Baker, and myself, we got to take a break right now, but we'll be back after these commercial messages. Don't you just love California in the summer? Just remember, if you love California and you love the boat, please wear your life jacket and make sure the people you love wear one too. Love California, Boat California, Save California. Share the love at BoatCalifornia.com. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specially heat treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, HM Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Hey, everybody. This is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. 
Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fish at Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419, or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419 or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California. Boat California. Save California. Share the love at BoatCalifornia.com. And we do oh want to welcome you back to Ron Real Radio. Stan, Captain Ron, and myself. Right now we're talking with Glenn Hughes. He's the Vice President of Industrial Relations for the American Sports Fishing Association. We've talked a little bit about the association, but one of the big things that the association does represents the dealers, the manufacturers, and, yes, the fishermen that are in here in the fishing industry. They put together and organized one of the biggest shows not only in the country, but in the world when it comes to looking at fishing gear. And, and Glenn, uh, we didn't want to leave people with the impression that uh, you were talking about doing some bass fishing and you're in Florida, too. This is also a, a pretty big saltwater show, too, is it not? Yeah, if, uh, if you consider the, the marketplace, part of the reason of being in Florida, uh, you're, you've got some nice fishing in California, and the Floridians consider themselves having the fishing capital of the world. Uh, you got 12 months a year as well, but it's uh, that saltwater uh, inshore and offshore is pretty spectacular. Redfish, snook, tarpon inshore and, and, and trout, and then you go offshore, you've got anything from mahi and, and kingfish and sailfish, and uh, you can find yourself some, some sorties out here as well, and certainly plenty of uh, the, the mahi, you guys may be called dorado still, out that away, but uh, it's it's a uh, growing market still. The, the saltwater side uh, probably makes up, depending on the companies, fifteen to twenty five percent of their sales. But it's also larger margins, and and uh, we we think that uh, the the saltwater arena has still a lot of room for growth. All right. So, so this show actually is the showcase for manufacturers, both new and old, to come and have dealers distributors, reps come and see <clears throat> new products on the market and also new manufacturers that are out there that are that are coming on out. I, I remember I've been going out to uh, uh, these uh, ICAST shows or the AFMA shows, as they used to be called, uh, That's right. you know, since uh, the uh, yeah. late 80s. And, and small manufacturers that started off with uh, just a, a single booth and a couple of guys almost behind a card table are are now major players, and and that's sort of like what this show is all about. John, it's so true. We've got uh, over 140 new uh, companies or first-timers representing themselves here at the show. Uh, our new product uh, area, new product showcase, which is Tuesday night, will have over 1,300 new products on wow. display. Really? And okay. over 1,300, and, uh, and then I get to, to announce the award winners Wednesday night. Yeah, uh, in front of that, in front of the crowd. So we'll have, you know, we we we've even uh, added a few other categories. I'm excited about the new trophies we're giving away, and 
uh, jazzing it up, and, and uh, it, it's it's going to be just uh, Wednesday is going to be a lot of fun. Tuesday, once we get done with the outdoor fun. Oh, and by the way, in the golf tournament, if you get a hole in one, you have a chance to win a, a Phoenix uh, boat for seventy thousand dollars as well. So um, you guys, I would be in for that too. That back in San Diego. I- <laughs> Now, now, come on, Glenn. We're telling our people we're coming over there, and we're going to be hard at work. Working. And uh, you know, I, I've got to tell you though. Well, wait uh, a minute. You did qualify. You said it was going to rain. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't Not, rain. Never going to rain there. Now, Glenn, it's just, cool just things on a, down a little bit. On a perspective, our Southern California audience is obviously used to the the shows that the Hall family runs out here at Long Beach Convention sure. Center. The largest dealer yep. show uh, probably in the United States. Uh, um, you know, this is, you know, not a, a, um, a consumer show. This is a dealer show. And when it comes to actual size, it's probably significantly larger than the Long Beach show. And I've got to tell you, most people that go through the Long Beach show, including myself, are in La La Land at just the the immensity of that show and all that the halls offer there. I, I sure it's hard to fathom just how big the ICAST show is. Yeah, well, we just uh, we, so we were in the consumer show business as well. We we owned the hall show for a while. We just sold it back to them, you know, two years ago, and so they're they're uh, they'll be out here, and, and uh, some of the folks will actually be working in our new product showcase. For us as well, the um, we'll have a lot more booths than that they would have, but uh, they certainly have more more uh, folks coming through. And even though this is not a consumer show, it is a trade show. Consumers can certainly enjoy going on to icastfishing.org and and look at the 580 exhibitors there. Look at what's going to be on display. Look at uh, what's going to be happening, and and then we'll be announcing the innovation award winners. You know, as early as Wednesday evening. And uh, and folks will start buying that stuff off the shelf as soon as possible, for sure. You know, that's pretty exciting that you've got 140 new exhibitors there, something new for for the industry to, to go see. Uh, I mean, if yeah. you're – I've been to a lot of the ASA shows, and they are just great. When you get in there, you, the problem is you don't have enough time in three days if you're working with a booth to go see everything that's – that's there, you have to run almost up and down the booth and try to find out, you know, try to look for what's new and then stop and talk to those people, find out why, what they've got and what, they've, what they're bringing to the party. But it's really exciting to have 140 new pieces uh, of or new people that are bringing new, new things to the party. That's pretty good out of 580. It's it is true, and uh, we we get uh, probably over a hundred new ones each year. Some folks they they come and go, and and uh, probably approach the business differently once they've they've tested the waters as well. Uh, it's hard to say how many of those are fishing tackle right now versus clothing. It's almost have to wait till after the show for us to analyze that that uh, new group. But uh, the best way to check out the new products for the media is to be at that new product showcase on Tuesday night to get the best you know, flavor of what's there and then be able to go to the booths on uh, be more productive Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, if you want to find those new products. So it's, uh, you're right. You're busy. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's, uh, there's no rest for the wary out here. And uh, it's, I can't wait for it to start. 
Well, Glenn, I can, I can say that obviously I'm going to be over there uh, as part of the media, but I am also a dealer. And in the years that I've been in the business, we started in 83, I can say today approximately 80% of what we have in our retail show are items from companies that we visited or items that we've actually seen at an iCast show and that wow. later on translated in being into product that we have in the store here. And I'm I'm going to imagine most dealers are probably in that same boat. And uh, uh, it, it's just an important show for us to be at. And it, it gives us an opportunity to firsthand, instead of seeing something in a magazine or to read about it on the Internet, to actually have a hands-on, to talk to the guy that maybe made it, to talk to the people that sell it, and to actually play around with it to see how this thing works. Uh, it's a, a great opportunity for the dealer not only to uh, you know, enhance his business, but to better educate his, uh, his customers on the products that they can be using, not only in the late uh, 2017, but also going on into 2018 and beyond. Sure. You're, you're, uh, I'm sure your customers and your listeners are looking forward to you coming back with, with what's new and, and what's exciting and what the vibe was. And, and there, there's no doubt there'll be some things that will be in your, your shop soon enough that these folks will want to like, basically buy off the shelf if they won the awards. Right. Now, now Glenn, uh, I, I don't know, but estimated, you, know, you talked about how many new uh, products were going to be in the showcase and everything else like that. But when it comes to like mm-hmm. apparel services, uh, you know, uh, ancillary uh, equipment for boats and engines, fishing tackle, uh, printing, uh, packaging, uh, uh, approximately uh, how many uh, actually uh, exhibitors are you expecting at the show this year? So when you think about the 580, it's still first and foremost a fishing tackle industry, and, and so about a little more than two-thirds of the companies are, are, are rods, reels, lines, and lures. Right. The uh, clothing company has, uh, companies have grown. Kayak companies have grown. Uh, it, it, it's, it's a huge business now, fishing from a kayak. I've done it out of San Diego before. And uh, kayak tournaments are, are growing. The uh, it's, it's really rather impressive because not everybody can get a boat and not everybody can get on the water with a boat, but you sure can... Uh, pop a kayak into the water and, and, and get out beyond the, the shoreline. So that's been exciting. Uh, otherwise, we, we don't have – it's not that much on the services side, which is just as well with me. It's really about uh, reaching the retail retailers and the media, so it's, it's, it stays very product-oriented. All right. Well, Glenn, I, I'm looking forward to you know, seeing you at the new product showcase uh, I don't Absolutely. think I'm going to bump into you uh, on the floor because with as big as that show is, uh, you think you've seen it all, and uh, afterwards you look back and you go, oh, I missed this or I missed that. It's uh, just an opportunity, though, for us to come as dealers and for the reps to come and to pick up and be educated on the new products. I, I, I can't wait to get there. Good, and we, you know, it's it's important enough that the governor of Florida, Rick Scott, is coming for the fourth year in a row, 
And oh, so nice. uh, I know where I'll be at least 3.30 in the afternoon on Wednesday or Thursday when I have to meet him and walk him around the show for an hour. Well, if you happen to see a Rod Reel radio guy coming on over, just kind of grab him and uh, introduce him to uh, Governor Scott. It would be a pleasure you got it. to meet him, okay? And, Glenn, it's also it was our pleasure to have you on the show here. I can't tell you how much we appreciate you taking the time it. to be with us because I know you're stretched thin. And you probably, it's been a long day for you, but thanks for taking the time to be with us. It's my pleasure. Thank you very much for having me, and look forward to uh, hosting you guys here in another day or so. All right. And you happen to mention, for consumers that are out there, if they, there's a way that they can kind of keep track of what's happening, and where can they go? ICASTFishing.org. That's I-C-A-S-T, fishing.org. Okay, and to find out more about what the American Sports Fishing Association is doing, uh, where can they go to get that information? I'd like them to focus on the keepamericafishing.org to understand that what we're doing as far as conservation uh, across this country. All right. Glenn, appreciate, as always, you being with us. Thanks a lot for educating us on the importance of the show, and we do look forward to seeing you here in the next few days. Me too. All right. Okay, guys. Thanks. Take care. Glenn Hughes, Vice President of Industrial Relations for the American Sports Fishing Association. And I know, Stan, as you said, uh, you work the booths in this thing. You've also gone as uh, uh, to these shows. And, uh, you know, they're really an important part of the industry. Well, it's, it's very important because it's always changing. I mean, you look back at what we had 10 years ago and what we have now and what the, the new lures and presentations and the things we have, things have changed. They're always changing, which is really kind of fun. And now, you know, they, with 140, that's a lot, 140 new products yeah. um, in the industry. That's pretty exciting, actually. I wish I could go. I wish I was able to go with you and just kind of go run and look to see what's new for the up-and-coming seasons, whether it's freshwater or saltwater or fly fishing, it doesn't make any difference because it's just ever-changing, and there's always new things to to come up and throw and go with. So I would, I would, I'm jealous that you're getting, you're going to go, and I can't. Well, you know, Stan, you know the the people that we know that we work with, uh, not on the radio show, but we work on the side, like uh, Gamakatsu and Avet and. Uh, uh, Maxima Fishing Line and, uh, uh, you know, the, the apparel people and everything like that. And then even the people that we, uh, uh, that we advertise with, like the folks from H&M Landing, you know, they're going to be there. That's an important show for them for their retail operations. Uh, it's it, it's a, a pretty big uh, event to go to, and it's, it's important that we go to it and we can educate the people that are buying tackle here in the future on, on just what's going to be available. Well, that's exactly correct, because every time I walked up and down the aisles, I was always looking for, you know, what's new, really, that we can bring back and talk to the people about on air and go, hey, wait till you see this, you know, wait till you see what's coming. Uh, because even the, the people that are in the industry, they've got new stuff that they're going to bring out, and this is where you see it. So it's really, you know, it's kind of like the, kid in the candy store for us we get to go and see what's new and what what they're bringing to the party which is a lot of fun i mean and well, you always want to get to try it 
And, and you get a shot. You get a shot at doing it there. Which yeah, is cool. we we hope to be able to report on that. And when it comes to interviews, man, is a target-rich environment for us <laughs> to to make contacts. I know. Uh, Going to that show, it gives me the opportunity to contact people that, that we can use as guests all throughout the year, and uh, it, it's a great resource for that. Hey, Stan, let's take a break right now. Captain Ron Baker was with us, and he's been biting his tongue during this whole show. He's got a couple of things. I'm not that, biting my tongue. Yeah. I'm sitting here <laughs> jealous. I wish I could go. Yeah, but I, I wish I was going myself. I can't, yeah. but I wish I was. Hey, there's a bunch of things happening, Captain Ron Baker, that he wants to tell us about, and uh, he's going to do so, but we've got to take a commercial break. This is Ron Real Radio on AM540. Stan, Captain Ron Baker, and myself will be back after these messages. Chris Randall from Chief Sports Fishing. And Captain Chris, tell us about what's happening on the Chief. It's here, and it's time to go on the Chief. For those that are not familiar with the vessel, she's an 85 by 24 deluxe sport fisher that offers a wide variety of open party trips, ranging from one to five days in length. We're also available for private group charters. The Chief's onboard anemones include a fully remodeled galley with comfortable seating for 25, twin flat screen TVs with hundreds of movies, two roomy indoor heads with fresh hot water showers, stateroom and open berthing areas, an impressively large deck area, 200 scoop bait capacity, we have twin 6 ton spray brine fish holds to keep your catch fresh, and our professional courteous crew will go the extra mile to make your trip a memorable one. To view our schedule, log on to H&M Landing at www.hmlanding.com or feel free to give them a call at 619-222-1144 You can also follow us on Facebook and at our webpage at chiefsportfishing.com Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ring hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Don't you just love California in the summer? Just remember, if you love California and you loved a boat, please wear your life jacket and make sure the people you love wear one too. Love California, Boat California, Save California. Share the love at BoatCalifornia.com. Hey, bass fishermen. Who do you call for your bass boat insurance? Well, if you're not calling me at 1-800-BASS-BOAT for your boat insurance, you're probably paying too much and may not have the coverage that you need. In 1974, I developed the bass boat program it is what all the pros use today. The reason? No depreciation or any partial claim for your hull, your big motor, your trolling motor, or your electronics until your boat's 10 years old. That's right. You only pay $250 to get your boat on the water for any partial claim, and we still pay a stated value replacement cost for your boat if you have a total loss. We're the only people in the industry that does that, and that's why we are the choice of the pros. So if you want the best, forget the rest. Just call 1-800-BASSBOAT. Call 1-800-227-7262 or just spell BASSBOAT. 1-800-BASSBOAT. I know there's too many letters, but the T is free and the call's on me. That's 1-800-BASSBOAT, the choice of the pros for BASSBOAT insurance. For more information, log on to 1-800-BASSBOAT.com. 
Rod and Real Radio is now available as a podcast you can subscribe to on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting app. Get notified as soon as new episodes are available, or go back and listen to our past shows. Browse through all of our archive shows at roddenreelradio.com slash archives, and click the subscribe button to get started listening now. Hey, Stan and I, we want to welcome you back to Rod and Real Radio. And, and Stan, we've got an individual here I know Way back, I don't know, was it Dark Ages? Was Marconi still uh, uh, working on jiggling wires and tubes and everything to get the radio going? But you and this guy started back in uh, Fish Talk Radio a long time ago. Somewhere, I, yeah. I don't, was it 1997 or something, yeah. 98? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. It was too much fun. I know we had a lot of fun, didn't we? Well, well, all I know is it was, yeah, we did. We had a lot of fun and brought something new to the table that the other shows didn't bring, which I'm pretty proud of, by the way, Ronnie. Yeah, I am too. Yeah, well, Ronnie, uh, you know, since then you've gotten involved with a lot of other projects. Oh, yeah. You do the the kids' fishing uh, well, day over at Poway, and that's a big project for you. Well, that was 22 years last year, and I would go out on a hook here, Stan. That was the greatest trout tournament I've ever seen because we had – Two fish hit the scales that were over 11 pounds. And we had one in the morning when Allie Wagner was there from KUSI with an interview. And this kid comes running up with an 11.29 fish, right? Ten minutes before the weigh-in, another kid comes up with an 11.81. And you'd think that Kevin Van Dam just won the Bassmasters Classic. There were All the people were there for lunch, and everybody was there. And it was like, oh, my God. And you know, Stan, I have so many kids that fish that every year. And they told me they got broke off on fish. And the guy from the, from the Tailwalker, Nebraska, put in some really, really, really big fish this last year. So. Well, you know, it's, it's always the first time we did one, Ronnie and I did it at, at Irvine. And we had 940 people there, <laughs> man. We were, we were scrambling to get to Costco for more hot dogs and buns. Yeah, I'm yeah, telling I was, you. Yeah. Yeah. But we, everybody got something, and that really started the ball rolling. Yeah. Well, Ronnie, now, you know, you got Poway out of the way, and, and that is going to be something that will be going on to perpetuity, well, so. good Lord willing. And that. But you also do something on the saltwater side that's coming on. Now. Oh, I got one on the Crystal Pier. You bet. Yeah, you know, years buddy. ago, I got an opportunity to do a burial at sea, and this lady wanted to, wanted to do it off of the, off the pier. She couldn't find any boat that would do it. And I, well, I'll do it. And there just happened to be a surfer that had gotten killed down there, and they were going to do this burial. And, and when I pulled up to the into that pier, people I was so close to the pier stand, people were throwing flowers from the pier to the boat. Wow. And I had the lifeguard call me. He wanted to know what my intentions were. And I said, well, we're going to do this burial at sea, and I'll be out of here in a few minutes. Everything is under control. He never called me back, you know. It was great. But I looked I looked at the pier and I realized that when I was a kid, that's how I used to get my tackles. I'd crawl underneath the Redondo Pier and get all the hooks and weights from all the guys that were fishing halibut and stuff on that pier. That's a story. They lose their tackle. That's how we got our gear, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it worked. And so I decided and then I met a guy that had access to some grant money and I put in for it and I got the grant. And that's how it started. Well, Crystal. Well, you actually out. didn't you actually start Ronnie with the the Huck Finn deal on the Seal Beach Pier there with. Oh, uh, we did those. Yeah, we, we did we did that on the Huntington Beach Pier. Yeah, 
We did Fountain Valley. We did Irvine. We we did a lot of tournaments. You know, I'm pretty proud of all those tournaments. Just think how many kids. I don't even know what the number. Probably way over 10,000 kids. Without a doubt. The, the Crystal Pier now is really a unique situation because coming down here in the San Diego area, everyone is familiar with the OB Pier and the IB Pier and everything like that. But you don't think about the Crystal Pier for for uh, fishing because I think it's privately owned, is it not? It, it's privately owned, yeah. but the last 20 feet is owned by the city. Well, which is it the 20 feet that you can walk on to get out to the end, or is it the end? <laughs> no, it's the end. The end of the pier, the end of the pier okay. is owned by the city, where I get it. Now. Okay. Don't hold me to this, but I hear something. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it started with a grant, and it just started, and it was good, and it's better. Fishing stand is phenomenal. I just, you just can't believe the amount of fish that we catch off that pier. That's Originally, great. we'd start a week ahead, chumming the pier all up and doing all that, but they just live there. I don't know. We catch a lot of yellow fin, spot fin. Last year we had a good run of of, of uh, sargo, bonita, mackerel. We catch lobsters. Oh my god, we caught at least fifteen lobsters last year. Well, really? No, in the summer, not in the summer. You can't catch lobsters. Uh, there is a, though a variety of crustacean <laughs> out there called listen summer to, shrimp. Listen to John. <laughs> and the summer shrimp occasionally. Are caught, but as we know, it is not legal any time of the year to catch a summer shrimp and or a lobster oh, yeah. on hook and line. Well, we had to throw them all back. Yeah. You know what, Stan? I've got a video of a kid that caught a, a short lobster, and he was so excited he put a piece of mono on and he walked it down the pier. <laughs> and all the kids, all everybody that was there, just totally stopped traffic. You know. And then we got some great sponsors. Of course, Friends of Rollo helps me, you know. We Larry Salas, he does all my Internet work. And then there's a hospitality task force, which is of all the restaurants and bars. Mm-hmm. So they really contribute financially towards it, you know. And it's just like, of course, Jim on the pier. Jim's an avid saltwater fisherman, a great guy. When I went to him, he said, yeah, let's do a kid's pyramid. So. So uh, let's, let's talk about what's coming up there. So I think we've kind of ascertained this is a, another kids' fishing event. Oh, yeah. You know, because it sounds like it's a lot of fun for anybody. But give us the particulars on well, it, Ronnie. It opens at the gates open. Jim opens the gate at 8 o'clock in the morning because there's cottages on that pier and people sleep. Right. So we don't need kids out there at 5 o'clock in the morning. And people don't rent them rooms if we woke up at 5 in the morning. So we... You guys get down to the pier like seven seven thirty. I got the Pacific Beach Women's Club signs everybody up. We have free prizes right there. I got Lakeside Optimus who don't brings loaner rods for the kids to have rods to fish with. I got plenty of help. Joe Wilding sets up all the booths and the San Diego Rod and Reel Club comes and they've been always cooking hot dogs. But the last couple of years, uh, we got uh, a pizza place donates all these pizzas nice and then bubs we have fish tacos you know i get emails from all over the country people that see the pier pier's an attraction they're tourists they walk out on the pier they see all the kids fishing and then they have a free fish taco and it's like oh my god some people never had a fish taco before oh you're right this pier is probably one of the most under fished structures on the West Coast, and I think the reason why a lot of the uh, 
different species hanging around here at the pier is not only the, the structure that's on there, it's the fact it just doesn't get the pressure. It doesn't get fish, no. Last year we had a lot of halibut, Stan. Yeah. I bet you we caught 25 halibut. One halibut was legal. The rest of them were all short. But it, it doesn't matter. They all went back. We caught a lot. We have a lot of, a lot, we catch a lot of fish. We had the little run of Bonita go by, and I don't know. And, you know, eat, during the course well, of the year. Well, Bonita off a pier is a lot of fun. Oh, come on, man. That, kids, well, you know, as long as they're catching, that's all that matters, you know. Last year yep. they got yellowtail off the pier. Oh. I mean, they're. Are you uh, kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it's crazy. And, well, it's uh, right in the corner just before you before you get at Southwest or at La Jolla. It's right up there in that corner, you know. So there's a lot of hard bottom outside of it, a lot of. A lot of life there. There's porpoise. A lot of current everything. up against the bank. Yeah. Well, now, Ronnie, tell us. Give us the dates on this thing, well, and, and how do how do we get involved in it? Well, there's no there's just a pre sign up at the pier. You don't have to do anything else. Just show up. And what day is this? July twenty second. Okay. You know, and it's, it's, gates open at eight. By three thirty, we're over. Fishing go, goes till noon. There's a big lunch. You know, there's pizza, fish tacos. There's Plenty to drink, free bait, free everything. The whole thing is free. Is it like a contest thing, or is it just come and fish? No, it's a contest. We have a weigh-in. We okay. have a board. The brackets are uh, 7 and under, 8 to 11, and 12 to 15. Okay. We have a grand prize, a lot of great prizes. i got some great sponsors, you know. I mean, I've got some guys that have been with me forever. Like Tony Pena, Double A Worms, has supported uh, nice. all of our events, you know. Right. Bob Pence. Came, has come to every one, Stan. Wow. And Steve Bermudez has come to every one. Yep. And if yep. Alahog Haynes was still around, he'd, he'd be coming to every one. But that'd be, that's true, too. Well, now, now uh, Ronnie, if uh, uh, parents are listening to this and they go, man, I'd love to bring the kids there, but I am way out of my element trying to show anybody how to fish. Uh, uh, how can that problem be solved? Well, we got helpers. we got the Oceanside Anglers comes down, and they do all the rigging for the rods. We got people. If you have a question, we have people that are there that can help you. You know, the trick is presentation is everything. And I don't care what you guys are fishing out there. Get it right, and your chances will go way up. And we figured out a way to rig these kids up on the pier by using shrimp and squid to where they catch. The mm-hmm. right hook, the right rig, everything is right, and it's amazing. You know, we used to have a catch. We used to do a catch and release contest. And uh, we we kind of went by we kind of that, that kind of got out of control. People were let's say bending the rules a little bit, you know. <laughs> but we give we give bicycles, nice big beach cruisers. Nice. PB Cruisers donates a couple of nice big. I mean, what, how can you have a, a tournament at the beach without giving away a beach cruiser? Now, Ronnie, do you see some of the kids that fish in Poway come over and make the transition and fish this event? They do. They fish. Yeah, they fish. They fish. They even come down to the boat. Mm. You know, you can't say no to a kid. How are you going to say no to a kid, Stan? Yeah. You don't. You just teach them. <laughs> now, Ronnie, before we've only got a couple of minutes left, there's also a new venture. Well, here's the deal. That you're starting on, and well, you want to tell us about that? I do. That? Well, I got into a wreck. I got my back ripped, and I was in a lot of pain, and then I decided not to, not to go back to the boat. So I, what am I going to do? You know, I mean, I love it. I love it, I love it, I love it. So... I decided to do some marine consulting, and these guys that's got boats that want to go catch a halibut or want to know where there's some spots or want to know whatever they want to know, I'm sure with the, 
all of my knowledge and all the years. I just renewed my license, Dan. I'm on my 11th issue. Wow. Nice. So it's all good. And if you guys, you know, if you want to do that, you're looking for some help, or you're tired of failing, or you go out there and you're not sure where to go or what to do, you know, if you got everything right, then your chances of catching a fish are pretty good. Yep. Yeah. So what you're offering is a complete on-the-water seminar with someone on their own vessel and just yeah. show them how to go about doing it right. Small boat, little boat, what big boat. I talked to a guy yesterday that had a 43-foot Mickelson he's interested in. He says, every time I take my grandkids out, I don't catch anything. And I like to catch. Well, we can fix that. <laughs> yeah. did you, hey, Stan, did you see those pictures of John on Facebook with those bass down? Yeah. Down the, yeah. Well, I imagine I could take those people down there and catch those kids some fish. What do you think? Well, you yeah, know, if John so. can catch fish like that, uh, I guess anybody yeah. can. <laughs> you, you know, you, I know you how much fun you guys had doing that. Uh, it, you know, it's not tuna yellowtail or nothing. There's a lot of fishing around. Well, you know, we talk about, you know, right now the uh, uh, tuna are spotty, yellowtail are spotty, but they're still off of our Southern California coastline. It's a great resource. Go out there and and fish the fish because they're there. Uh, okay, here's a well, here's the bass here's are off the hook right now. The calicos and sand bass are running oh, rampant. Yeah. Let me give you so. some hot scoop. You guys just got these eighty eighty thousand dollar tow boats. They got trailers. And you're looking for something to do, tow up to Santa Cruz or Monterey or up to Fort Bragg. There's a lot of albacore there right now. Yep. Oh, They're catching man. them at 20, 30 miles. So, you know, that's why you got a boat with a trailer. Go for it. Well, hey, Ronnie, we're going to have to edit on that. And, Stan, man, welcome on back and uh, just had a great time, Ronnie. You know um, what? i got to say thank yeah, you. i got to say thank you. To... I'm sorry, Stan. Yeah, that's Ronnie, right. people want to get a hold of you. The guys that stoked on fishing, Shay called, and he goes, he, he was in in his cave putting together the show from Alaska, and he he apologized, but he goes, uh, that was it's going to be on air down the road here. You can watch. It'll probably be three shows of fishing in Alaska on Stoked on Fishing, and, and I told right. him he could and come Ronnie, on. Ronnie, if you want to get a hold of you, how's the best way to do that? Uh, my cell number is 619-977-2829. All right, or get a hold of us here at Angler's Arsenal, yeah, and good. we'll... We'll have this on the Rod and Reel Radio site. Hey, if you need some help, man, I'm into it. No, oh, Ronnie, I know because there's no better teacher than uh, Captain Ron Baker to show people well, how to so go much. out and catch fish. Hey, guys, that's it for tonight. We're running overtime. Jorge is just giving me the word. We want to thank Jorge in the AM540 studios. Thank Ben Harvey, our local producer here, for putting everything together. And always in memory of Big Tuna Bill and Eddie McCune. Thank him for leaving us this legacy, which is Ron and Real Rod and Real Radio. And so one, until, one thing, yes, take a kid fishing. All right, gotta do that. So until next Sunday night, on behalf of Stan, Wendy, Captain Ron, and a cast of thousands that make this show possible, thanks a lot for listening. Go out there and get them; they're getting away. Good night, everybody. We're out for now. Oh, good. Ah, you know. But there's a sign upon your door. Ah. Uh-huh. Gone fishing.